Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, how's it going? Professor Herp here from YouTube. Olivia, don't you say it. <laughs> and Olivia. That's it. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm okay. just Olivia. <laughs> Alright, you're just Olivia. <laughs> Alright, today guys, and I know we're a little late, but I'm having a little break after my finals, which is overdue, but we're going to talk about a couple topics today relating to animal welfare, more in the context of reptiles. The first topic I think we're going to discuss is kind of how many reptiles is too many reptiles, and I don't know, the, the context around all that and I think this is an important conversation to talk about and I don't think necessarily what Olivia and I, our perspectives are are, you know, factual or anything more than opinion based but I think it's a kind of a good topic to explore and then off of that I think we're going to explore a little bit about how husbandry should play a role in how many reptiles is okay to have and such like that in terms of giving proper care, enclosure size, stuff like that. So let's start off by, again, talking about how many reptiles is too many reptiles. And as you guys know who watch my channel, I have, I think I'm at like, what, 10-ish right now? I have... Well, how many Akis do I have? I have one, two, three, four, five. I think it's five. L LG. And six. Hold on. LG, Asus, Dell. Big boy. Red chip. <laughs> Red chip. <laughs> um, and then the baby, right? Yeah, So six. I have six Akis. I also have two baby Akis, but I don't really count them because they're not going to be here permanently. Then I have Max, Tortellini, RuPaul. Dustin. Dustin and Frat. Yep. And that's it, right? Yeah. So 11. That's no, that's 11, Olivia. You, you had six fingers. No, that's 11. All right, someone let me know how many. But <laughs> you, I, I saw six fingers I'm plus pretty six. Sure it's six 11. plus six is 12. Either way, <laughs> that's where we're at in terms of what we have right now. So my perspective ha is, I, I would think in terms of I guess if we're thinking of this in terms of a breeder slash uh, internet personality type of person, I, I think that's relatively pretty low compared to a lot of other people. Now, I'm not saying that most reptile people have that. I, I feel like 12 for the average reptile keeper is probably more. But in terms of those bigger in the hobby, I would say 12 is probably on the lower end of the spectrum. I know a lot of other content creators have, you know, nearing 100, so that's kind of where the perspective I'm coming from, and then of course big time breeders, they have probably up to thousands, which, you know, is crazy. So, coming, this is coming from the perspective of having a lower amount of reptiles. Now, I do think there will be a time where I'll have more than 11 or 12 because we don't obviously know if it's 11 or 12, Olivia, I mean, since you miscounted. We miscounted. have less. But, you know, my magic number, I guess we can start off with that, is probably around 30. <laughs> oh That's, my god, okay. I was not ready for that number. We, we've discussed this before, Olivia. <laughs> like, more than, like, three is, like, a lot. Okay, so we've discussed this before, and I don't know, she's trying to put on an act right now. Okay. She, the other day, she was talking about how, like, since she's kind of the outsider, all you guys 
hate her because like she's always like kind of given like and like like outsider perspectives and not like all for the reptile stuff. She says that and then she goes thirty. <laughs> thirty is a lot of reptiles, Sean. So that's my magic number. Okay. For a normal human being that doesn't take care of reptiles, if I, like, went up to someone and I was like, yeah, I got 30 reptiles in my house, like, they would look at me like, what? Okay, well, this isn't a normal situation. I know, but so. I'm just saying that, like, 30 is a lot. Anyway, <laughs> so let's focus on the topic here. The topic is, is kind of when does it get to be too many, and is there a number, or is it, like, a situation slash context? Now, how I ideally think it should be is that even with, 11 reptiles that I have, you know, I like to pretty much every day, almost every day, depending on what I got going on, spend a decent amount of time analyzing my reptiles throughout the day, checking in on them, actually ob observing them, and not just doing a quick glance. So, like, making sure, you know, one of the things with Acumonitors, especially, is they're crazy and they tend to rip a nail or two sometimes. More often than not, they grow back, but I always like to check all my Aki's nails and see if they're there or something like that, and check on their sheds. Just typical Aki stuff. Now, that stuff takes a lot of time. I mean, for 11 reptiles, it probably takes a couple hours each day to kind of go through the rounds, and maybe even a little bit more on intensive days where I'm doing bowl cleaning and I'm doing feedings and stuff like that. So, you know, for 11 reptiles, I feel like two, three hours is much more than the average person would, would spend. And then, you know, we're talking about numbers up to 100. I find it hard to believe that you could, I don't know, have that amount of analyzing, if that makes sense, doable. Like, it, you know, like, that would take, like, half the day. But do you think that was, like, that's a completely necessary step? Um, I, th so, again, like, I'm, again, none of this is, this is just kind of, you know, how I, I viewed things and see things, and I could be completely wrong in some contexts, but to me, it seems like there's a lot of reptiles kept that, reptile keeping is not as easy as some people make it seem to be. There's a lot of difficulties in it, and even being super analytical and analyzing them day-to-day -day and stuff, there's still that plenty to go wrong you have to change and mess with, and I think that it's, you know, if you have hundreds, unless you have, like, a team kind of looking at it and more than just one person, I just don't see how, you know, you could spend the time necessary to do all that analyzing and make sure the husbandry is at its peak. I think a lot of the hundreds keepers, breeders, whatever, they kind of sacrifice a little bit of that analyzing and that peak husbandry. Not saying that the husbandry isn't good, just not at the peak to keep that many animals, if that makes sense. Okay, I feel like... Like, okay... I don't know what it's like to take care of a hundred reptiles, but I feel like people who have, like, a lot of those reptiles don't have, like, a hundred monitors or, like, a hundred of, like, 
reptiles that require like an obnoxious amount of care. Like Tortellini is relatively simple in the terms of his care, and like but, you throw the, in a salad in there, and he's the good. problem is is that when you're dealing, especially with breeders, they have multiple of the same species, and especially if you're cohabiting them, like tortoises. You'll probably cohab them in a wide space. You've got to keep track of each one of them. And tortoises actually can be quite difficult to keep, especially in bigger numbers because it's harder to track them. You need to make sure the shell growth is fine. You need to make sure each one of them is getting an accurate, accurate amount of water intake and eating. So one tortoise alone, that's easier to track, easier to see their activities. But when you're analyzing, you know, like a group of 10, 15 tortoises in, in one area... You can't. It's kind of hard to see if each one of them's eating, drinking, doing normal tortoise stuff. Well, I feel like if you're a breeder, like you probably have some more help. It's not like you have a one-on thing, and like you don't know if not all breeders. You don't know if they have like maybe some type of surveillance setup that's that's helpful. I don't think a surveillance setup would be the same as direct. And then the other thing I don't agree with with you is that, like, you don't, like, okay, uh, you're bad with time management and you're bad at organizing. Like, just, that's just how you are. Like, you're just not good at it. But I feel like if you're the type of person that maybe has, like, a a set schedule and, like, really sticks to that schedule and has, like, really good time management skills, if you spent, like, the three, four hours a day working on, like, set different species like if you have like them um, alternating feeding schedules like you don't feed all hundred of them at once if you have multiple like the same species like something that you do with the ackies is like when you feed your ackies you feed them one at a time and you sit there and wait until they like eat a couple of like their like crickets that's part of analyzing though I understand, but I just feel like you don't have to do that every single time. You know, like I, I, I don't I, do that every single time, but I do that more often than not to yeah. make sure they're getting enough. I like to see how much they're eating, how much they're reacting. Typically, if Dell and Asus are being a little aggressive with each other when feeding, then I try to kick it up a little bit. It, there's there's a lot in play, and it does spend depend on the species in terms of how many you can keep. Like I, I don't know much about ball pythons, but they're relatively easy to keep in in what I've seen. Yeah. So I think keeping a lot of ball pythons is much more doable than keeping a lot of monitor lizards. Yeah, I, I just feel. But like- I I don't think that for one person having hundreds of reptiles, unless you're doing it like as a full time job is I think you cut a couple corners and I'm not saying like I like I said previously I'm not saying those corners cut mean you're doing a bad job I just think instead of having the most optimal possible husbandry you are kind of in like you have good husbandry but there could be improvements if that makes sense I like get that but I feel like no matter how many reptiles you have like you can you can improve when you only have 11 yeah, yeah, I mean, that's right, but I'm just saying, like, every day I'm tweaking and changing, and I don't think that every day so one person with hundreds is tweaking and changing, you know, like, a bunch of enclosures, a bunch of setups, stuff like that. I think it's more focused on the necessities, you know what I mean? Like, okay. they have to eat, they have to have water, clean water, they have to have... Uh, you know, a clean environment if it's not bioactive, stuff like yeah, that. I just feel I like think it's less focused on the minor tweaks that, you know, obviously it's not 
terrible for them, it would just slightly improve things and give them a more optimal level of husbandry. Yeah. I mean, I agree in, in the way, like, I don't think, I personally, and I'm not saying anything about other people, but I personally would never be able to take care of a hundred reptiles. I'm like one human and I'm barely taking care of myself. <laughs> like, I think having a hundred, I mean, but you, if you like really love your, you know, the hobby and whatever. Well, I, and that's kind of where I said it, fit, like, if, if it's your full-time job, obviously I think spending eight to ten hours a day on reptile care is much more of a feasible thing. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like having hundreds and that being your full-time job, that's that's more doable and more... Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, there's also keepers out there who have hundreds, but they're just hobbyists, you know? Yeah. Imagine working 40-plus hours a week having life outside and then trying to find the time to really care for hundreds of, of reptiles. I just feel like you can't generalize it because I feel like there are so well, not many... not that specific yeah, situations. No, no, I mean, I just feel like in general... I just feel there's so many other things that go into it. Like, I feel like if you had, like, a bunch of kind of low-maintenance reptiles, I feel like you can put in enough work where, like, you you wouldn't be cutting as much corners as if you had, like, super high-maintenance well, so reptiles. I don't like using low-maintenance, really, because I think any reptile is a high-maintenance animal. And it's just because they're not commonly kept. They're a lot more finicky than dogs, cats. They're not domesticated. It, it, there's a lot more to it. And I, I don't really like... There are obviously reptiles that are easier than other reptiles, but I don't think any reptile is a low-maintenance reptile. Okay. Like, coming from someone who doesn't really keep reptiles, like, one, if they're in their optimal conditions, their temperatures are right, they look fine, and they're eating okay, like, what more do you have to do? Do you have to stare at them for two hours? I feel like that's obsessive. Uh, I'm not staring at them for two hours. I'm making sure they're eating. I'm making sure they have water access. I'm making sure they're burrowing. If they're a burrowing species, I'm making sure the humidity is accurate. I'm making sure their sheds are good. I'm making sure they're not hurting themselves. I just feel like you personally overdo it. I don't think I overdo it. I think I, I give them as much as I can possibly give them. Uh, no, I, and I, I, I think mean, that's a standard, not overdoing it. Okay, I, I don't think you understand what I mean. I mean... I think that you're able to do all of those things quickly if you have the right tools to do that, and you don't have to spend an hour doing it on an animal. I think that what, what if more you, tools could you? I need? just feel like if you have like the proper readers, if you have like really good like temperature readers, temperature gauge, okay. you have a bioactive that. enclosure that. that you don't have to worry about like you know like cleaning up an enclosure if you have like a mist system or if you have like you know like some type of thing that keeps it like already sprayed down. You don't have to constantly spray it. I think. Like, if you go and you feed your reptiles, and let's say you have, like, a lot of the same species, you go ahead, you feed all of them, you watch them all eat, you can see, you know, like, for, like, 10, 15 minutes, like, observing them continue to eating. If you observe that, like, one's not coming out, then you can, like, make that. But I feel like... But that's all stuff I already have. No, but I'm just saying that I think that if you do it in a way where it's, like, more efficient, then I think that you can handle more reptiles. I, I, I well, think that they obviously, but I don't, that's not, like, what like, we I just feel like about. it's not fair to say just because someone has more reptiles that, like, just because you observe your reptiles and you take a lot of time doesn't mean that, like, 
you're putting in more observation than like another person like i just feel like maybe well, that's exactly more... what that means if you spend more time observing them than someone else you're observing them more so well, i just think that like that's literally directly you, what that as means as you gain more experience like you notice things quicker than someone who has to like really observe yeah but i i mean like i don't get how that fits in like we're just talking about the standard keeper like no, I'm, I, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just not. trying to say that like there are so many more factors than just having more reptiles and spending less time like there's way more factors than having less reptiles means you spend more time having more reptiles meaning you spend less time like i think there's more factors in that that's what i'm trying to say okay i'm not really sure like i'm just saying that like your argument is you don't understand how someone can have that many reptiles and then them not putting the time means they're cutting corners i feel like you make up for that in way in like other ways. Like, I think when you have more reptiles and you have a routine and you know what to look for, you know what you're doing, and you're like in this kind of like habitual thing. Okay, but when you have a routine and you know what you're looking for, you miss the things that you're supposed to be looking for that you're not looking for. Like what? Diseases. Reptiles are very very good at hiding injuries, at problems. Whole thing went frat. People, and those don't happen easily. They don't happen often. That's why you gotta look for things... You can't get uh, complacent. You can't just, like, think you already know everything. And I think that's a big problem in the hobby in general right now, is that there's a lot of really experienced keepers who are really experienced, know what they're doing, but when you tend to be really experienced in something, you tend to have a very narrow view of it. Because, you know, you've been in it, you think you know everything... But there's a lot more we're learning, and you need to be open to new behaviors, things, pieces of information. We're always learning and adapting. And you can't just have this routine and then think that routine's going to take care of everything. But, like, the same can be said for you. Like, you spend, like, yeah. all this time on your reptiles, and, like, you could be wrong. Yeah, I could, but I think I have a much better chance of analyzing and picking up on something than someone who just looks at them briefly and moves on. Well, I just feel like if I had, like, let's say I had, like, ten geckos, but I've been having geckos for a really long time, like, and you've had a gecko for, like, a year, but you spend three hours with your gecko, I would argue that I would be able to pick up something better than you in, like, 20 minutes. Okay. I don't get what that has to do with I just spending adequate like amount of time. when it comes to experience, I think you don't need to spend all that time looking for stuff like that because like you you have more experience and you've already dealt with like the different diseases different things that can happen to your reptiles and so you know what signs to look for you know what you're doing like i, I feel like that is a big key okay. well like i said number one it's always ever changing so there's always new stuff happening so you don't always know what you're looking for because there's always new diseases new injuries new problems so, that's one thing. Okay, but and number two, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that if you have hundreds of reptiles as one person, even if you are very experienced, that's still a lot of time you should be spending. Okay. And I even think an experienced keeper should be spending a good amount of time analyzing their reptiles. I think one of the things you learn as you get experienced is that that time is important. Okay, but, like, what if you have 100 reptiles, right? And see, like, you spend your time in one day on all 11 but like what if they split it up 20 reptiles like a day 
Well, I, I think that's I, like that's... I said. I don't. I don't do every day. I mean, some yeah. days I just need kind of a day away from reptiles, just like any hobby. Hobby. But I just feel so, like like you, it, you, it's definitely possible to to break it up and make it more manageable. Yeah, I agree. But all I'm saying is generally, I think that it's a well. It definitely is a lot harder to keep track and analyze hundreds of reptiles versus 11. And I think that there's a point, you know, where in this this graph of observation with the number of reptiles, where it starts to hit, you know, uh, what is it called? Like a decline? Well, not a decline. Or a plateau? It's just a plateau where you just can't, as one person, keep up with them. And then you start to cut corners. And like I said, I don't think necessarily all corners some people cut are going to make them live in terrible conditions. I mean, there are examples of breeders cutting corners and then having terrible operations, but Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's many good breeders who have hundreds of reptiles, but I do think there's a point where one person can only observe so much, and I think that's not really arguable or arguable. I feel like when it, I feel like it's different to talk about breeders versus like even even keepers like if i think it's honestly i think it's much more doable as a breeder than a hobbyist because breeders usually have a team and they're it's usually temporary so i i think breeders probably are a little bit more skilled and able to take care of hundreds of reptiles Mm -hmm. because it's more of an operation obviously some breeders are in it for the money and then they don't really care about the husbandry but that's like a different kind of topic but hobbyists you know they're hobbyists. It's usually just them and maybe their significant other or family members living in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you have hundreds of reptiles, I think it's pretty hard as a hobbyist. Especially because, you know, I wouldn't say the average hobbyist, and again, an average hobbyist probably doesn't have hundreds of reptiles, but the average hobbyist is probably not as into reptiles as me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm not like, I, I think this whole conversation is adding to your you know, your point of, like, there's a lot of factors, but I think just generally with all those factors, as you get to have more reptiles as one person, there still is a plateau where you just can't give that same level of care per reptile. Yeah, I I think that there's nothing wrong with, like, having a lot of reptiles, as long as your reptile is healthy. And I think that if you have a lot of reptiles, it is more difficult, obviously, than having... Well, the thing is, is, like, how do you define healthy? You know what I mean? Like, physically, your reptile could be healthy, but what if they're not mentally stimulated? Does mental health count? Like, and this is stuff that's hard to determine because we don't have reptile research. Are you, like, probing reptiles' brains and asking if they're feeling, like, mentally okay? Okay, but, like, let's say my Aki monitors didn't have any climbing. Yeah. Physically, I think, you know, you could still, I mean, maybe they won't have as much exercise, but I think you could still keep physically an Aki monitor fit and healthy. But climbing adds mental stimulation. Okay. But, like, did you ask them? Like, do you know? Okay, but that's where I'm saying research (laughs) isn't there to show us whether that's good or bad. So, like, we but don't, if, so if, we don't necessarily know if that even affects them. But it could. And what I'm saying, like, is that that's, like, additional fact. Like, I'm trying to make... I just feel like, because... But you're using, like, you don't know if it could or not. And but so, that's like, a lot of... If re- I was, like, way prettier, do you think Max would be happier to look at me? Like, that's, like, a stupid thing to say, I feel like. 
I mean, as stupid as that is, <laughs> I think that could be something that could be researched. But because I also, who, who knows? I also feel like you spend a lot of time in your reptiles, right? And I feel like an argument could be made that, like, if you pick up your reptiles and observe them a lot to see if, like, they're hurt, that stresses them out, and that's actually making their life worse. I mean, it could potentially for some, like, when I picked up RuPaul the other day. RuPaul, like, if I was RuPaul, like, I would kill you in your sleep. <laughs> Like, I mean, but what I'm saying, the whole point there is, is that there's not research to back up a lot of this stuff. So a lot of stuff in reptiles is just kind of anecdotal. See what I did there? Anecdotal evidence. So it's just kind of hard to make points like this. And like I said, that's why I'm like, this whole conversation, if you're angry right now listening to this about anything someone no, I said... I feel like I'm hostile. I'm sorry. If, if, it's just opinions. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. okay to have an opinion. I mean, this is just kind of like nothing, that, nothing I'm saying is really based off of any factual evidence whatsoever. Yeah. This is just kind of my, how my mind has seen things, picked things up, and analyzed it. Same with Olivia. Same with pretty much anybody else in the hobby. And the point is, is that it's important to have this conversation because right now, when reptile research isn't really a big thing and we can't get those facts, having these conversations is kind of the best we can do. Yeah. So, and I, I just want to make clear, I'm not saying if you have hundreds of reptiles and are a hobbyist, you're doing a bad job keeping your reptiles. I'm not, I'm not trying to claim that thing. I, I think my purest form argument is that for one person, there's definitely a limit, and this probably fluctuates per person, depending on who that person is, of how many reptiles you can adequately care for. And I do think the word adequately is important because I think adequately is a very low bar in the reptile hobby right now, and I think the standard should be a lot higher, personally. I think that... There are a lot of people who generally cut corners, and I wouldn't say knowingly do. I think that they, you know, this is like the typical thing, and they kind of just, you know, want to follow the typical thing because they think that's what you should be doing. Okay, I have a question. Oh, boy. So, like, I have a problem with the 30 reptile thing because, like, that's a lot of reptiles. Oh, but you are, you say, you know, you have 11 reptiles and you spend a lot of time with your reptiles. You're saying that if you have, like, a lot of reptiles, like, finding the time. So, like, how do you think you can handle, like, where did you come up with a number 30 as, like, your plateau oh, for, like, the, so, I the mean, higher standard of taking care of reptiles? All, all that obviously depends. Like, I 30, like... If I was to go to 30, I'd probably be doing reptiles full-time. Okay, because, like, that that was, like, your, like, that's your limit. Like, you, you chose well, that. Well, I, I don't know what my limit is. That's just kind of a guess. Okay. Like, I, I don't know. I, it depends on what those reptiles are. It depends on what my living scenario is like, what my income's like. Because I, I feel like the type of reptiles that you own now, like, I think that... And it's also different. Like, if I own, not that I would, if I own, like, 30 Aki monitors... Like, that would be insane. But I think that would be a lot more manageable than 30 different species. But I also feel like... what? Okay, and this is just... I like me looking at YouTube stuff. Like, I feel like a lot of people who do, like... I have, you know, 80 reptiles going through, like, my room tours. They, they have, like, 10 crested geckos. And then they have, like... And this. I think that's, so there's like benefits and and negatives to that. I think the benefit is is that if you have multiple of the same species, I definitely think that you have you know it's not like you have to analyze a different care sheet. Like if we're just 
talking in a figure of speech for each one, you know? Yeah. Like, you you know, Crescent Gecko is a Crescent Gecko. There might be some particulars for individual personalities or something, but generally it's the same thing. Now, the problem could potentially be is that if you have ten of the same reptile, you tend to get in that narrow focus. Okay. You know what I mean? I wanted to bring something up really quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, we started out with just... Like, right now, okay, before we got the new Aki monitors, right, which mm -hmm. are around, like, two extra Aki monitors and then, like, the baby, you had Asus, Dell, and LG. And I feel like, even though we brought on three new reptiles, because... Three? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm counting the baby as well. Oh, okay. Three new Aki monitors, like, three new reptiles. Like, you would think that that would increase the time that you spend on them significantly, but I feel like the time that you do, like, your whole routine... It, it, well, first of all, it definitely has increased the amount of time. I've noticed that. But number two... But not as... It's, it's not as drastic as if they were a new species. Yeah, like, it's not like we got, like, a boy's forest dragon, a Gila monster... And then, like, something else. Like, three different species that require no, different types I, I of definitely hair. think that out... So, I definitely think having more of the same species outweighs in, in the... I think that's the best word I can use. The negative effects. Like, I definitely think, in terms of time management, you're going to have less time spent on ten crested geckos versus ten different species. Yes. I just think there is a potential negative, just like with anything, there's trade-offs, mm -hmm. because you can get sort of focused and, and not have... I, I don't know. It, either way, I, I definitely agree that getting more of a same species, especially one you're experienced with, is not getting... Like, it's not yeah, like it's, a whole new a species. a little bit more manageable versus, like, No, definitely. Different. I think that's... And then another thing I wanted to obvious. ask you is, do you think that animals with smaller enclosures can be more manageable because you can keep them in one place? Like... Well, I think that all kind of depends on your situation. I mean, if you have really good income, if you have a place that has a lot of space, then, you know, I, I mean, obviously it's a lot harder work to come up with a crop monitor enclosure than a crested gecko enclosure. Well, what I mean but, is, like, for instance, right, if we had, if let's say you got, like, three more geckos versus, like, three new monitors, like, our new monitors are now in, like, a, another space. We have three separate rooms that contain reptiles. Do you feel if we had, like, one singular space with all your reptiles, it would be easier than you had to physically go to, like, each Well, I mean, to be, I mean, it's not like these rooms are all right next to each other. Like, and I just kind of go back and forth. My other but. thing is, like, I feel like people who have multiple reptiles, like, we don't have any experience with snakes, right? But mm -hmm. I do know that, like, snakes don't have to eat as much. I don't, I, I really, I don't want to comment on that, because, like you said, I, I don't know... Snakes. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, like so, a, um, the Gila monster, right? When we were doing research on Well, Gila's, so Gila's don't eat that often. Um, so, I mean, there is time saving there, but... Do you think that if you had, like, m a lot of animals, that maybe their feeding schedule is maybe, but, like, once a week, that would be more manageable? Yeah, but isn't that kind of what we were talking about? Like, I, I would think it's a lot more doable, like I said earlier, to have a bunch of ball pythons. Yeah. Like, it's just, it definitely depends on what those species are. Yeah. But... So I feel like... I, like I said, generally the argument I'm saying is when it comes down to it, there's that level where if you kept getting reptiles, there's going to be a number where you just, your care gets lower and lower. Yeah. I just feel like you can't say it's a number. Because I think that, like, what let's you, say... Oh, it's a letter, sorry. No, no, no. I, I just think that, like... <laughs> 
Like, what do you mean? I, I just think, because, like, if I had, like, a hundred ball pythons, and then I added in, like, a tegu, or, like, I just feel like there's too many factors for you to just focus on, like, number. What, what do you mean? What else would it be? I just feel like, like, for instance, I think that if you okay, have, but, like, 30... But what I'm saying is... Whatever reptiles are, whatever factors are, whatever you are as a person, there's a number for you where once you reach that number, or there's anything just a limit. more. I just think there's a limit. Like, I don't think it goes by number. I think... the li A limit is a number, though. Okay. Well, I just think like, that it's... Like, what do you mean? You're literally saying... Because I feel saying. like having 50 Aki monitors and, like, like, let's say, like, me. Like, my limit is 50, but it could be 60 if I had, like, 60... Okay. That's a number. But, I, but do you... Okay, I guess no. you don't really understand what I'm saying. I, I, don't, I don't think you're saying anything different okay. than what I'm saying. I'm saying that for each individual with all factors put in as variables, there is a number where they can't care for all their reptiles adequately based off of those variables. Okay. Anyway. And that's different for everyone. Yeah, depending because on who the person is, the who the rep, factors. that's the variables. Yes. Mexico, Olivia, that's, well, I'm doing algebra. That's why I just, like, I wanted to just clarify that, because I, because like yeah. you said, like, it's you're not... It's not like 200. No, yeah. it, it's, it's a number, but it's, I'm not specifying the number. Yeah. So it's, it's There's, different. like, certain people that can, like, adequately care for, like, 80 reptiles, and there are certain people that just can't. Yeah, and it depends on what they are and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, let's kind of just since we're already 30 minutes in and I don't want to go for an hour, kind of talk about the husbandry stuff around reptiles and how that weighs in. So this kind of, you know, I, I guess I kind of hinted at this type of stuff when I was talking about what, um, what was I saying earlier? So I, I totally just lost my train of thought. I'm not even going to lie. I don't even remember what the second topic was. No, well, the second, <laughs> the second topic was about how, I guess the standard of husbandry that should play a role okay. in in the mount. Like, let's say you have like 80 Aki monitors, right? Yeah. But then they were all in 40 gallons. Like, you shouldn't probably have 80 Aki monitors. You know what I mean? So, yeah. what I'm trying to say is like, you know, like what what's that kind of level of husbandry is in uh, personally I think it's it's too low currently in the reptile you hobby. You think like overall. people compromise that level to have more? I definitely think there's a lot more of a risk of you compromising proper husbandry the more reptiles you have. Okay. So and you know, it, it's just like and I, I think even the acceptable in turn acceptable meaning the the current standard can be quite low for a lot of reptiles. I, like, can understand that. I feel like some... Okay. Like, I feel personally, as someone... Like, again, I don't know anything about any of this. I just feel like, from an outsider standpoint, I feel like people lower the standard so it's, like, more... Uh, Doable. Yeah, so, like, so like if I wanted to get, like, an Aki monitor... It justifies like, them getting it. Yes, like, oh, like, I know that, like, they could be, the, but I could also, like, manage to do it in there and they'll be fine. Like. So, I, I mean, again, like, I, I'm not, this whole conversation and talk is not to piss anybody off. We're not trying right. to attack anybody or, you know, start, start a riot. But as, it's just our point of view. And as you guys know, 
if you watch my channel, I try to go way past standard care mm -hmm. for a lot of my reptiles. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I definitely think, you know, like I would say, perhaps 8x4x4, by four by four, if I could, I would give bigger. I think 8x4 is the minimum probably for a tegu. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm confined in certain regards, but more than not, I like to give way higher than the current standard. Typically, that's shown a lot in my Aki monitor husbandry. Yeah. So, personally, personally, my standard, which I think is above, much above the current standard, I think should be the actual standard. I, I think that Aki monitor enclosures right now are way, in, in terms of the current standard, are way too small. I think there's a lot of compromise there to get one. Okay, I can 100% agree with that from, like, an outsider standpoint. Because if you, if you, okay, what I don't like is I don't think when you give someone a minimum for things, you should, like, kind of overshot it a little bit because people always go for the minimum. That's, and that's exactly it. People try, and as a breeder, I get this. this is, as a breeder, this is more than just my, my opinion because every time there's, a lot of people who message me, and as you, some of you might know who are, were into my Aki monitors, I give a discount if you show me a properly set up ready enclosure at the time of purchase. I give, what, $25 off. Mm -hmm. So I try to reward those people because people, again, try to go for the minimum, typically don't have a setup ready when yeah. purchasing the animal. So a lot of times I get just 40 gallons. Like, I get really bad setups, and, you know, I, I don't say anything mean. I, I tell them it's obviously not adequate for an acting yeah. monitor. It's not their fault. But, well, <laughs> I feel kind like, of. Okay, but kind of. You, okay. it, de it depends where they got their information. It, it depends. Yeah. But overall, you know, I, that's why, you know, I'm not angry. You know, yeah. I, I, I tell them what's wrong about it, why it doesn't work. I'm nice. I'm like, if you want to go ahead and try to get something set up that's, more proper, like, I'm happy to, to work with you here. I'm happy, you know, if, if you, I don't think it's in the world if you put an act, a baby acting at 40 gallon for a few, several weeks, like, I'm flexible. I know that, you know, especially my standard isn't the current standard. I, I try to work around that. But it's just, it happens a lot. And Obviously, like, a 40-gallon for an Aki is way below the current standard. The current standard is a 4x2x2, by two by two, which, like I said, I think is way too small. But when people are just trying to always do the minimum, you would think a hobbyist, someone who's passionate about this, would want to give above the minimum. Okay, coming from, like, like, okay, let's say all of a sudden I was like, reptiles are, like, the coolest thing. I need one. You're not I need to get like me. No, I'm not like that. I need to get me an Aki monitor, right? So I do my little research, right? And this is just like, I think this is just like how humans think sometimes. But if you see like a care guide and it said like, oh, this is how you take care of them. You can put them in a 40 gallon. Like most people keep them in this, but like they're still going to live like a good life if you live. Like when you look at a care guide like that and I see that and I don't have like a lot of space or I'm looking to get a reptile, I'm like, oh. I can put them in a 40 gallon at smaller and it says they're going to still do okay. Why would I go for the larger one? If I'm just getting into it, I feel like that's not people's fault because if they read into well, then, it I and mean, they see that that's like going to be adequate enough, 
Like, I think that the fault is... Well, I think for Leaving species, that standard at that minimum. I mean, I think for species like Acumonitors, if you do adequate amount of research, you will see that a 40 gallon is not recommended. I'm just saying that, like, I think that the, the problem is that if you... I think that when you talk about, like, the standard of care, if you're going to put a minimum, the minimum has to be way higher than, like, what it is. Well, like, I don't think that... I mean, that's what I've been arguing already, yeah, but... I just feel like the minimum for, like, a 40-gallon, just because, like, it's... Well, that's not a minimum. Or, 40 gallons are not recommended by anybody I know of who is a reputable source for an acumonitor. Okay. Well, also, like... I, I just think that a lot of people getting... I feel like a lot of people who get, like, 40 gallons maybe, like, don't... Are not as into the hobby yet, and they don't really realize. Well, yeah. I mean, like... Glass terrariums, honestly, are a bane on the hobby because you just go to a Petco PetSmart that's the enclosures they got you know a lot of people they just get their enclosures pick up a reptile at a pet store you know what I mean it, that's just like the typical right there so I think that's more ex well I just feel like for us for instance when we first got our Aki monitor the first thing we did was just like look on Google really quick clicked on like the first like two links looked and then just bought a 40 gallon we didn't get a 40-gallon. That's not what we got, but... But we got, like, something that's not adequate for them until later on when you did more research, then you realize, and then we switched. And that's not how someone should get a reptile. Yeah. So, I, I don't get... But I'm just saying that, like, I think more people who do that are like us, like, like when we first started. Like, that's how I feel, like, the people who get 40 gallons. Like, I, I feel like more often or not, if someone's putting an Aki monitor in a 40-gallon, they don't have, like, a bunch of reptiles in our experience and all do that research. I think that... Okay, but then, when corrected, they should correct. Yeah, but I feel or, like... Or drop getting an Aki monitor. Okay. Like, you shouldn't keep searching and trying to make it work. Okay, I'm just saying that, like, initially, I don't think that's at their fault. I think there's a little... I mean, I think it, it, there's a lot of context that depends, but I think there's, you know, I think if you do adequate enough research specifically to Aki monitors, you will definitely find out that a 40 is not okay. Yeah, I just think that... I think that the standard needs to be brought up by the people who have the most influence in the communities. And that's where a lot of the problem is is a lot of the influence. Not everybody is influenced by passion. There's a lot of money at play. Yeah, because I do. And, I, and it's a I, lot easier to sell someone an Aki monitor if you tell them a 4 by 2 by 2 or a 40-gallon yeah. is the standard versus, like, a 5 by 2 and a half I feel by like three. that's dangerous, especially, like, at conventions, like, when you want to get a reptile and then they're just like, oh, yeah, just, like, buy one of those gallons, like, yep. over there. And that happens and a lot. they have it and, you, and you'll be fine. And then you get home and then, like, this reptile that's so cute and tiny grows like two feet longer and you're like what the hell mm -hmm. so uh, honestly this doesn't happen as much you know with Aki's compared to species like savannah monitors and bearded dragons and such like that because I mean savannas are sold really cheaply at a lot of pet stores mm -hmm. and people think they can just throw them in a, in, in a 20 or something. It happens with turtles too like people will grab baby turtles like in anything Florida very and accessible cheap. and cheap yeah takes takes the brunt of this and I, I just think that there needs to be an overall higher standard and I think when talking into the overall conversation of this whole thing I think that what is it called that in terms of having the number of reptiles you know if you're placing everything you have in like a 20 gallon 
and given improper care. I mean, like, I, I just think that happens, that tends to happen a lot specifically with influencers in the hobby. I have a weird question. Like, I don't understand, like, what the backlash of, like, wanting better care for reptiles is. Like, wouldn't you want your reptiles to be, like, happily I, cared for and great? I don't either. That's what I'm saying. If you have a passion for something, I don't know why you're always asking about the minimum. I, could, I feel like maybe, like, if you have, like, a super thriving reptile and, like, not, like, a, the biggest enclosure, I can understand where someone may get, like, defensive, where they feel like you might be attacking them, like, they're not a good reptile keeper, but I think, like, saying, like, the overall standard could be higher, because that could benefit the reptile, I feel like that's not, like, a hostile thing to say. See, the thing is, is, like I said, when, when people come to me trying to make, a, like, a 40-gallon work or something for an Aki monitor, I'm very nice and kind. And I'm generally just kind of like that. But I think overall, people need to be a lot more harsh when it comes to that. And not, not attacking. Like, not like the typical toxic more stuff. more of like a brutally... Because I feel well, like people just, are harsh. Well, not like... Maybe harsh is a bad word. Yeah, use. like I feel just like... Just more strict. <laughs> like, not as, not as dancing around it. You know what I mean? Like, when people see... Inadequate, I mean, it's hard because, like, I get scared when trying to, like, talk about people, you know, people posting inadequate care on Facebook get demolished. That's but, what I'm saying. Like, but that's not what I'm trying to talk about. I think that you can be strict and, I don't know. I feel like the people who attack people on Facebook and stuff are just toxic. I, I don't think they really actually care too much about... The reptile versus their personal ego and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think there's a way that we can be strict on animal care without being toxic, if that makes sense. So, like, you see an enclosure, and instead of being like, oh my god, you shouldn't them. even be able to hold that reptile, like, you're a terrible person, how could you? You'd be like, that's a great enclosure, but that might not be, like, the best type of space. Well, just give them facts. You can't yeah. argue with facts. I don't know what this idiot's doing outside, but... <laughs> Just give them facts. You can't... To me, like, if someone takes facts in a rude way, like, that's on them. You Facts are facts, whether you like it or not. So, you know, if if your humidity is, like, 20% in an active monitor enclosure, they're not going to do good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just how it is. That's kind of where you can approach it from. Best thing you could do, too, and probably the best way you can get... A better response is talk with them one on one. Don't call them out in public. Just private message them or something like that. I agree with that. I feel like calling out in public leads to more people being toxic because mm -hmm. they feel justified in that reason. Mm -hmm. So I think those are that. That's just kind of my two cents on those kind of topics. And like I said, this was more so a discussion. Obviously, nobody here, me or Olivia, are you know like we're not dishing out just like the facts. We're just kind of talking out loud about our thoughts on things. Mm -hmm. And there's obviously multiple opinions to this, so take that as you will, but I think that's our personal observation as me being someone who's very passionate experience and someone who sees reptiles kind of on the outside. Their perspectives. Mm -hmm. on I, like, I have like this an unbiased kind of so, perspective. Let me know what you guys think. Again, I know there's really not a place to comment, but want to post to social media, you are more than welcome to leave a comment there and kind of give your feedback. So I, I definitely encourage that. Uh, hopefully you can find my social media because, again, it is not all the same. 
there's like a Professor Herb underscore. Oh my gosh, Professor we're gonna, Herb. We're gonna find the Linktree link and we're gonna just put that up there the next time. We're gonna just tell you what the Linktree link is and then you can see all the social media there. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, since we're talking about things we we know of very well, make sure to hit that subscribey thing, that follow thing, whatever the button, the button that makes you follow it, this this podcast more strictly. And notifies you. Yeah, that that type of stuff. So make sure you do that. I would very much appreciate it. And I think we're going to wrap this episode up. And I think this was kind of just a good discussion episode. Again, we we do some where it's more funny, some where it's more serious. And kind of just sometimes go on a rant about some topics. And, you know, I think that's what's nice about this podcast instead of YouTube where it has to kind of be more formal and structured. So, yeah, I think this was a good conversation. And I hope you guys enjoyed. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.